The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. When the days drew near for him to be taken up, Jesus set his face to go to Jerusalem, and he sent messengers ahead of him. On their way, they entered a village of the Samaritans to make ready for Jesus. But the Samaritans did not receive him, because his face was set toward Jerusalem. When his disciples James and John saw it, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them? But Jesus turned and rebuked them. Then they went on to another village. As they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you may go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. To another, Jesus said, Follow me. But he replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Another said, I will follow you, Lord. Let me, but let me first say farewell to those at my home. Jesus said to him, No one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. The Gospel of the Lord. The Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. You hold my lot. My heart is glad and my soul rejoices. My body also rests secure. These words from King David in today's psalm remind us that the Lord is our anchor. He is our sure support. From his very first years, the church was described as the bark of Peter, the ship on its way to heaven, with the Pope at the helm. If you notice, the architecture of many churches are designed to be an upside-down boat. That became most evident to me personally when I visited the Martyr Shrine in Midland, where the vault or ceiling of the church was designed to be like the inside of a large canoe. And of course, every ship needs an anchor. This keeps it stable and steady at strategic points in the journey. It just so happens that the shape of a ship's anchor resembles the shape of a cross. Early Christian artists who were on the run from Roman persecution took advantage of this similarity. They represented the virtue of hope as an upside-down anchor. The anchor was upside-down to show that a Christian security in stormy times was not here on earth, but up in heaven with Christ. The ship of Peter, our church here on earth, uses this anchor throwing it upward towards the skies, toward the walls of the heavenly citadel, walls which never fail. And we hear this explained further in the gospel, as we see Jesus traveling resolutely to Jerusalem for the last time. Along the way, he meets three men who have heard his call in their hearts. These encounters teach us some tough lessons, though, about what it means to follow Christ. Today, I'd like to focus on the one as especially important when the church navigates through 
tough waters. Follow Christ, we have to transfer our sense of security. We have to relocate it from ourselves to God. There is a lesson that has continued since the Roman times, one that we have to unlearn, that we need to rely only on ourselves for success and happiness. That's a tall order, since none of us alone has the resources for that to happen. We are so gifted knowing that we can rely upon God, setting our sails to be directed by His grace. This is what Jesus means when He says that foxes have dens and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to rest His head. Christ is trustworthy. Not even those who studied the prophets at the time, nor His own disciples, could predict what Jesus was going to do next. By accepting Christ's friendship, we agree to follow Him, put our lives under His leadership. Even foxes and birds have the security of their instincts and natural habitats, but Christians are on an unpredictable adventure. We simply don't know where God will lead us or what He may ask us to do, but we know that only by depending more fully on Him will our lives take on the meaning and fruitfulness that we all long for. So how can we do that? How can we become more faithful followers of our Lord, more hope-filled disciples, more stable and authentic Christians? This transfer of security from self to God is a virtue, the virtue of hope. Like all Christian virtues, this one was planted in our souls like a seed when we were baptized. It's already there. We just have to help it grow, which we do by exercising it. One of the most effective ways to exercise this virtue is by practicing the long-standing Catholic tradition of beginning the day with what's called a morning offering. This is a prayer that we say before the day begins, maybe right when we get out of bed or on the way to work. It's a short prayer, but it puts everything in perspective. Thanking God for the gift of another day, asking God for guidance and protection, and renewing our promise to accept and do whatever He asks of us as we set our sails, following the path He sets before us as our great navigator. This week, let's bring back this wise tradition so we can all grow in that virtue of hope, a virtue that foxes and birds don't need but that is very much essential for us.